With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think it was Friday night New Zealand time um, in a um, delivery of news of genuine shock in nature. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, the hugely popular, successful manager of Liverpool, announcing uh, in his own indomitable uh, fashion, staring right down the barrel of the camera as if he was looking directly at Liverpool fans uh, to say he is leaving the club at the end of the season. His side still in with a chance to win all four competitions they're in and currently sitting top of the Premier League. We are thrilled to welcome back to the station to discuss this, Gareth Roberts, who is uh, a uh, quite a fan of Liverpool, a podcaster, writer at the Late Challenge, and he joins us to discuss. Gareth, hope you're doing all right. Yeah, not really. Uh, still, still a little bit in shock. Um, you know, this is a, a man who's the, for many, is the modern day Bill Shankly, if you like. So uh, much as how, how people reacted in 1974 when they were told that Bill Shankly was going, um, we're all reacting in the same way now when we're hearing that Klopp's going. It was totally unexpected. When you hear, when I hear things like Klopp is like the modern day Shankly, I, I can't help but ask... What are the traits, the characteristics that bind the two that have been separated by, what, 50-odd years? I think it's just that Klopp really sort of... I mean, there was always the impression with Klopp that he wanted to manage Liverpool. So, you know, when he left Dortmund and he had a little bit of a sabbatical, every club in the world or every top club in the world, it seemed, had a little go at trying to tempt Jürgen Klopp to their club. So Man United, Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, they were all rumoured to have sounded him out and he didn't want to go to any of those clubs. And, you know, obviously straight away, when he turns up at Liverpool, we're sold on him because it felt like he really wanted to be at Liverpool. And from day one, I, I went to the very first press conference that he ever did as Liverpool manager. And he walked in and he just held the room. And, and you know, he, he, he's he got a real sort of aura about him. And we were in awe of him. And from day one, he seems to have understood what the city is about, what the people are about, the character of the city and the type of football he plays and the, and the way he got Liverpool fighting for everything. That is very much a characteristic of this city. And I think that's one of the reasons why we love him so much. And that was the same with Bill Shankly, because, you know, Liverpool's a bit of a city where, you know, the rest of the country doesn't know was really like us. And we don't really care about that. Um, and, you know, people do us down and we prove them wrong. And Klopp's sort of done that with the football team. Um, you know, and uh, uh, Liverpool are a big club, obviously a global club. 
But equally, the time while Jurgen Klopp has been at Liverpool, he's been up against this side that have got all the money in the world, one of the best managers in the world, and as we all know, seemingly don't really care about the rules that everyone else is playing by. So, you know, it, he he's he made Liverpool fight. He made Liverpool battle in a in a fight that was rigged against them. So, you know, everything said, well, Man City should just win season after season after season. And OK, the detractors say he only won it once, but we didn't win it for 30 years. So we're quite all right with them winning it once. Thank you very much. And also in a time when City are breaking records and can spend all this money and the bar keeps getting higher and higher and higher to win the Premier League, Liverpool won it. And not only that, you know, Liverpool when they got 97 points and didn't win it. That is a record points total for a club not winning the league. And OK, we don't have the trophy at the end of that particular season. But believe me, Jürgen Klopp is respected for getting 97 points that season because all we want here really is for Liverpool to be competitive, Liverpool to be punching, Liverpool to be in and around winning competitions and Jurgen Klopp brought that back to Liverpool, and he's still doing it now, uh, even though he's leaving. As you you said in your intro, we've got a chance of winning four trophies this season, so we'll see what happens. I, I think only one team, one club rather, has uh, got more than ninety-seven points in an EPL season in the history of the comp, dating back to the early nineties. That, that's so telling, isn't it? Exactly that. Um, you know, Liverpool obviously got ninety-nine and won it. Um, City did 100 and won it. Um, and as I say, you know, Liverpool got 97 under Jürgen Klopp, not won it. Liverpool got 92 under Jürgen Klopp, I think it was, didn't win it. But also, you know, he won the European Cup, which is not to be sniffed at. He, he took us abroad and we were, you know, we became world champions. I, I myself went out to Qatar and I saw that. And, you know, that's a proud moment for me. That's something I'll always remember. That was something Liverpool had never done before. Liverpool had been in that competition before, but mm. hadn't won it. So, you know, when you think about the pedigree of everyone that came before, the Shankleys, the Paisleys, the Dalgleishes and all the rest of it, Klopp managed to do something that they all didn't manage to do. Um, and as I say, you know, to be the manager that finally ended that 30-year wait, I'm, I'm 47 and I've been going to Anfield since I was 14 years old. So I saw every one of those 30 years where we didn't win the league. And I can tell you, it genuinely felt like we were cursed and that we will, we would never win it. And, you know, there were a couple of seasons where it was nearly but not quite. And I remember when we got Jürgen Klopp, we were turning to each other saying, if this man doesn't win the league for Liverpool... We'll never see Liverpool win the league because we've we've gone out and got the best man in the world for this job, and if he can't do it, who can? And he did do it, so at least that happened. And you know, I I whatever happens to me in the rest of my life, I can say now, <laughs> Liverpool did win the league. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. Gareth Roberts is with us, uh, podcaster, writer, copite, proud one at that, talking about Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool. Results aside, you know, results huge part of it. But how's he yeah. developed this genuine connection between himself and the fan base? It's not just results related. It's the way he talks, what he does in the community. Yeah. How do you yeah. explain that? Because I think that's probably the thing I I look 
look at and probably admire the most? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is politics, I think, chime with, I would say, the majority of, of people in Liverpool? Obviously, you can't broad brush everyone. Obviously, there is support for the other side of politics. But I would say most people in Liverpool lean towards the left side of politics. And that's certainly a place where Jürgen Klopp is as well. He hasn't been shy to talk about that. He, he, he wasn't shy to talk about Brexit and things like that and that he was opposed to the idea. And again, that chimed with how most people voted in the area. So, yeah, he's never been shy to do that. And he's never been shy to, to just, you know, um, rage against the machine a little bit. And I think we all respect them for that as well. So, you know, when I look at what reasons why fans of other clubs apparently don't like him, they say things like, oh, he's always moaning and he's always complaining. But the way we see it is he's moaning and complaining for us he's fighting the corner for us so if he goes and moans about Paul Tierney or if he goes in a in, in a fourth official's face and celebrates and pulls his hamstring in the process um if he if he rages against the broadcaster and says why do you keep putting my team on at 12 30 on a Saturday after an international break that's only what fans are saying as well and most managers, you know, play a bit of a politician's game and don't really go, come out and say what they really think. I think with Klopp, he's authentic, he's genuine, and that chimes with us. That's what that's what we tend to be. If you can't, if you come to Liverpool and you speak to people, people aren't shy here. They'll tell you what they think. And I think you know Klopp's similar, and Klopp fits in in that way. And also, you know, when he's talked about the city and the area, and this is why it's such a shock. You know, there's a genuine warmth for for the city, for the people. He got he was given the freedom of, of the city, and he talks about that being one of the most one of the best things that's ever happened to him in his life. So that was why it was a real shock last Friday when when that news came through. Because as far as we were all concerned, but he was happy. His wife's happy. He likes living in Formby, just up the coast from Liverpool. And we thought, well, he's here to stay. There was actually rumours going round that I'd heard that he was actually going to extend his contract. So when the news came through that, no, in fact, he's leaving at the end of the season. I genuinely, when I first saw it on my phone, I thought it, I, I thought the BBC had been hacked. I didn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> A um, deep fake. Yeah, honestly. And I, 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 because people, people in my <laughs> office were looking at me saying, like, are you okay? And I was like, it's saying on my phone that Klopp's leaving at the end of the season. I don't believe it. And I had to sort of like, you know, get it from a few more sources before I actually believed. What, and then obviously you mentioned the interview he did. And obviously once you see that, well, you know, it's it's real then. Um, but, mm. you know, it hasn't it, it hasn't been a nice few days. I don't think I don't think we're enjoying it. And, you know, Sunday um, in the FA Cup when we played Norwich, it was a strange atmosphere. It felt almost like, you know, we were going to attend group therapy and, you know, that we all needed to see Jürgen for our, ourselves and check he was okay. Um, and I think we've done that now and we've ticked that box. And I think we'll all sort of reset for tomorrow night when we're playing Chelsea in the Premier League. And I can see I can see it being really passionate atmospheres at Anfield for the rest of the season until Klopp does go. And hopefully that will drive us on to potentially the title, potentially more... I'd be very, I'd be very surprised personally if we don't end up with some silverware at the end of the season. I just think everyone is laser focused on that happening now. 
Yeah, I was doing some doom scrolling myself in bed on Friday night, New Zealand time, when the news broke. So I, <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the video straight away, like within seconds of it being posted. And I was like, no, he's not going to extend, is he? Because I thought he was going to walk away after 2026. Because I think he's quite he's aged quite a bit in the last couple of years. I think the stress is, yeah. is starting to reveal itself on, on his body. But when he looked down the yeah. belt, just a showman, man. He's such a showman. He's such a good communicator and such a good spokesperson. Yeah. I think that's so important in modern day coaching, management, whatever you want. Um, whoever takes over, it's a pretty good gig, right? Good fan base. He's rebuilt a squad. The only issue is the massive cat shadow he casts. That's that's exactly it. I think you've nailed it. I think, you know, what we're all saying is the, the club is in a fairly healthy state. Um, it's a good squad. There are plenty of young lads coming through from the academy as well, which you've seen in the last few matches in particular. And so from that perspective, yeah, it's pretty healthy. You know, the, the ground has got a new stand. Um, there's a new training complex now. You know, the, a lot, the infrastructure is a lot better than when Klopp arrived. So everything sort of seems in place, you know, to push on for success. But the big thing is what you've just said there. You know, how do you follow Jürgen Klopp? And, you know, we've seen it at Man United when, when you know, Ferguson retires and David Moyes comes after him and makes an absolute shambles of that job. Um, we've seen it with when Wenger left Arsenal. And you know, and I, and I think it's that kind. It's the same type of gravitas that that Klopp's got. So it's incredibly difficult for someone to come in, and not, and all eyes not be on him, and everyone going, "Well, you're not Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp wouldn't have done this. Jurgen Klopp wouldn't have said that." It, you know, the, the next man's going to be his own man, but everyone's going to be comparing them to Jurgen Klopp, aren't they? And that's going to be incredibly yeah. difficult. I mean, you know, top of the top of the betting right now is is Zabi Alonso. And I think, you know, he's obviously got a lot of charisma. He played for Liverpool. He's played for Real Madrid. He's into quite cool music. He's got good hair. He looks good. All the rest of it. <laughs> but he's, he's not he's not Jürgen Klopp, though, is he? So that's a, that's a bit of a problem for him and for anyone. Well, Jürgen Klopp so... had managed for 14 seasons. 14 yeah. campaigns. Yeah. Seven years at mine, seven years at Dortmund. You know, we yeah. went through some massive ups and downs. The story at Mines, you know, promotion, relegation. Um, yeah. You know, Dortmund, that's still the last guy to win a German title, uh, not from Bayern Munich. It does seem early for him, but he will have the support of the cop. How's this for an idea? Jose Mourinho, sign him, get him to do the opening <laughs> press conference, then sack him the next day. Um, so so you've, got, you've got one out of the way. Because Jose's press conference would be funny, and then it would be even funnier to sack him the next day, wouldn't it? Well, that, I mean, funnily enough, I mean, we have, we didn't quite come up with your idea, which is brilliant. But we, you know, we, me and my friends have said his name, and it, only to say he is the type of manager in the past that you could have imagined Liverpool going for. But yeah. obviously, his his star has fell quite significantly. But what what seems to be lacking out there right now is that kind of sort of personality manager where you know the whole club rests on his shoulders. You know, you got you seem to have like you look around world football. There's a lot of there's a lot of good coaches and there's a lot of people with good reputations, but no one of that huge gravitas that we used to have. And you know, you look at when you know look at Chelsea when Graham Potter went went from Brighton to Chelsea, and it just didn't work. You know, all of a sudden he started wearing nicer clothes and he, he did his hair <laughs> a little bit differently. He did too. But it, he did too. But it, <laughs> But it it didn't feel right, did it? It did. He didn't look right in that dugout, 
and very soon it all sort of collapsed around his ears and that's my fear for this. I just think the job is so big anyway because of how, of Liverpool's global support, the size of the club. And then it's sort of times 10 that you're following from Jurgen Klopp. So that that's my real worry. I mean, we don't have to worry about it yet, obviously. We've got, we've got four months of football, which will hopefully drag on all the way to Dublin and the Europa League final with a bit of luck. Um, but, you know... If you're FSG and you're 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 doing your due diligence now on the next manager, well, good luck with that. That that's some task replacing Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, uh, are you fearful it's the sort of end of a cycle that you know what Virgil Van Dijk said yesterday, Mo Salah? You know, with you know you you'll get lots of uh, Saudi money, I guess, uh, offered to you in the off season. That you know the good times have come to an end, or coming to an end. I mean. Who knows? Because it, it's not just Jurgen Klopp, is it? I mean, it, it's his whole coach and staff that's going as well. The director of football's already gone. Um, the previous, you know, we, we went through Michael Edwards and we went through Julian Ward as well. And and there's, so there's there's been lots of lots of change, and and it seems lots of change now will happen all at once. And you're just left with this sort of managerial shell. And so there's there's so much so much flux about to happen there that it's almost impossible to predict. Like who is going to be the director of football? Who's going to be the manager? Who are going to be the coaches he brings in around them? And how will they fit him with you know? As an example, you know, Jurgen Klopp. We we keep saying you know, Curtis Jones comes through, Connor Bradley now comes through, James McConnell at the weekend makes his debut and and doesn't look out of place. All of a sudden, you know, a lot of young players are coming through at once after years of us saying, I'm not too sure about Liverpool's academy. It doesn't seem to be producing anything anymore. Well, I can tell you that when when Roy Hodgson was at Liverpool, and that was like the, the worst appointment of all time, that was a man that did not understand Liverpool, did not understand the city, the people, anything. He should have been nowhere near the job. And he, I know for a fact that he didn't engage with the academy at all, basically. You know, he just left them to it, and 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 as far as he was concerned, I'll I'll crack on with the first team, and you do that over there. Whereas Jurgen Klopp was the complete opposite by all accounts, and made sure that he was down there speaking to people, looking at the kids, more than aware of what was going on, and he joined the club back up again, basically. And obviously, they all now train in the same place. They're all in the Kirby. They're all on the one site, um, and and stuff like that's really important, and so. Whoever comes in has got to pick up and, and manage in the same way for me. You know, they, they've got to recognise the importance of the academy, the importance of the fans, the importance mm. of saying the right thing. They've got to be good with the media. All of that, th- you know, th- there's so many things to the job. I mean, beyond that as well, the way we are in Liverpool or the way Liverpool fans are in general about the manager, it's like you're almost like a leader of a state. It's not just a football manager. Like it's it's it, it's one of those type of jobs. I don't think just anyone can take the Liverpool job. I mean, we've seen it burn people before, and even Jurgen Klopp said himself, and you referenced it just before. If you look at Jurgen day one when he walked through the door in October 2015, and you look at him now. Jürgen said himself, didn't he? You wouldn't think it was only nine years looking at the two faces <laughs> side by side. And it was the same. With, it, we did the same thing to Rafa Benitez. Um, mm. Gerard Hulier obviously had, had huge health problems while, while he was at Liverpool. 
Uh, and so, you know, that just shows you the intense pressure on this particular job. I don't, I don't think, you know, people can just say it's just managing a team and that's the same as managing any other team. But there's, I'm not doing the Liverpool fan thing of saying this means more. I'm just saying this job is huge and does come with an awful lot of pressure. Mm. The Man United one is the same. And we're seeing Ten Hag, you know, melt like a candle in front of our, our eyes right now, aren't we? So, you know, that's proof that it, it they do the same to their managers. So it's got to be some, you know... I could hear in your voice almost before when we're talking about Zappi Alonso and you're saying, well, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not managed the football club for 14 years. And I think that's some of the concerns here. We like Zappi and what he's done so far looks great. And he's took Leverkusen from yeah. relegation zone to, you know, pushing for a title. But it, it's still a relatively short managerial career he's got, isn't it? And it, it's, it'll be a huge yeah. jump if he gets the job. But, but it does seem to me that the path that Jurgen Klopp took to getting the Liverpool job is a thing of the bygone era, that, that you don't get yeah. many 14, 15 years seasoned vets thrust into those roles. I'm so fascinated to see where the club lands. Uh, Gareth, I know it's been a really full-on few days. Thank you for sparing us some time and uh, you know uh, giving us the pulse of what's happening around the football club. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on.